Warning, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based on psychic impressions and true life events that may be potentially frightening and or disturbing to some viewers. Any of the information that is shared in this production should not replace the advice of medical professionals and is intended for general purposes only. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. My name is Chastity, a.k.a. The Luminary Luna Beans. And I'm Emily, the Fine Art Medium. And we're two mediums that specialize in the paranormal. Our purpose is to shed light on what goes bump in the night. That's why we call this podcast Lights at Midnight. Lamp. Bing. Bing. All right, guys. So today we have another listener story. This is coming in from a lady. We're going to call her D for today. Uh, we will not be releasing any names in this one. So this one is somewhat anonymous but we'll just refer to her as D um, and she actually is a friend of mine and she is the sister of uh, my best friend so and she was uh, kind enough to submit this story to us so um, this you'll notice this has uh, occurred some years back but uh, we're going to kind of jump into it's back to the past right not back to the future mm-hmm. <laughs> so this one's a little different um than ones that we've brought to you guys before so basically that's what we're going to be talking about today and also kind of getting more into the groove of season two because this is episode five of three out of four of the episodes we released so far have kind of been uh, special episodes and we've only got to do one like real big client case so um and just as a reminder all of our cases will be different throughout this season and the ultimate goal along the way is once we identify, if we're able to identify what um, it was, then we're going to talk about the entity itself. Yes, it's something we covered in season one and like, you know, a couple episodes, but we find that by maybe repeating some of the information, you know, it's always good to have a refresher or we learn new stuff as we channel in these cases. So. Word. Super important, you know, something may come through that hasn't before, and that is the, you know, kind of the fun of it, really. Uh, Not to speak lightly that, you know, people's paranormal experiences are fun. Some people enjoy them, but in this case, um, I think you guys will really, really like this one. So before we go ahead and jump into Deb's stuff, how about we go ahead and do this week's experiences emily what you got (laughs) yes so i take ghosts to one specific poop spot for him to go you know potty and it's kind of a short distance from the house just because of the issues i have with my health i can't walk or move very far and so we have this specific poop spot and he has no problem usually going there however i would say about two or three nights ago I saw something out of the corner of my eye. I was like, what the hell was that? He saw it too. And across the street, there is this house. It's actually not a twin. But it's like there's this house and then there's like a fence in the middle and then another house. Well, between this house and the fence, I see like the seven foot shadowy thing just pacing back and forth in the side yard. 
And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And uh-huh. I'm not quite sure what it is because the only time I see entities that big are when they're not good, like really not not good of the demon variety. But I don't feel like that was demonic in any way. It just was big and I was it was new to me. And then, you know, that thing was out and then I saw something else. And this, again, is right in front of the other house where I thought the lady was like... So there's an earthbound spirit in her house, which is behind me. And then to the right where I'm standing, um, I see something move out of the corner of my eye. And it's smaller. It's giving, like, um, deceased cat energy. And I see it hop over the bushes. And it's just a shadow of, like, a cat. And Ghost sees that. And I'm like, oh, God, he's not going to go to the bathroom. Because <laughs> when he sees things, he gets so distracted. It's like, squirrel! And then he just doesn't go. But I counted four different entities that night. And I'm like, this neighborhood is foobard. And yeah. What hate, day was this, do you think? I mean, do you know the time frame or the date? Maybe it was, it was late. It was late at night. It's always late at night. I was just curious about the moon phase is all. Oh. Like, I what the moon phase was when all that happened. Because that's quite a bit. It it was not a full moon. I know that it was three days. So right around, yeah. Okay, so right around last quarter moon. Yeah, sounds about so right. So that's interesting. That's mm-hmm. definitely interesting because I've noticed that my intuition um, has been a little more peaked in certain areas, especially in the area of dreams. For me, I don't know why specifically. Mm-hmm. I have to look more into it, but uh, I've had a lot of dreams. Yeah. But as far as my experiences, that was it. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say, like, I've noticed the the last clearing case that I did that I've completed was right around uh, Thanksgiving. And I wonder if I've told this story, but I'm just relating it to yours. Um, there was a lady that I helped. I think I have this season, but that thing that I saw over her was like eight or nine foot tall and it was like big and black like mm-hmm. a big black shadow yeah um and it come at me bro it was not scared of my light like I actually had to do something different because like when I did the whole light thing it was like okay, yeah whatever yeah and I'm like, I thought about it and then all of a sudden everything went rainbow mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it went like this <laughs> <laughs> it did and then I was able to do what I do um but I've noticed, you know, that was one of the biggest things I've encountered as a shadow person. Like it took mm-hmm. up half the room because um, normally I don't see him that big, but this was, this was big. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So Christmas was exciting. Uh, oh <laughs> I will God. share this briefly. So basically what we did uh, for Christmas was go spend time with Nick's family. It's not too far away, but far enough, we didn't want to drive back late. So we just spent Christmas Eve and Christmas uh, Day with them. And I was supposed to go to my family's house, um, you know, around, uh, I think, four that day or whatnot. And uh, we go and we start getting ready. And my fiance had told me the day before, he's like, give me the keys because we have a thing about he misplaces stuff sometimes. And then it's like, you know, whole big thing. And he's like, so give me the keys. So I won't be mad at myself if I lose them. Oh, God. that was some foreshadowing from hell. Yeah. Okay. Because on Christmas, 
Um, and this is the second set of keys. So y'all know where this is going here. We already had a key made uh, before Thanksgiving, like the day before Thanksgiving. And we had it made the night before so we could go to Thanksgiving dinner. And, you know, we ended up uh, getting to go to my sister's. But then my tire, there was a nail in my tire, and then it went flat. So it was like something's keeping me from my family or the car. I'm not meant to drive that far. I don't know. But um, anyways, we get um, to looking for the keys. We can't find them. He's lost them. And we looked all day long. And anyways, we ended up not finding them. Uh, we had to have somebody come out and make another key again. Um, and the messed up thing is, even if you find your keys, they recode it. So those keys don't work. So, uh, which is understandable, but annoying. And uh, basically they were gone. We looked everywhere. And then his mother called us, I think, two or three days later. And she said, hey, you'll never believe what I found. And I'm like, the keys. She's like, yeah, but they were out here on the porch right under the bench. And it's like one of those wrought iron benches that have the wood, you know, they have the, like the wood like this and it's separated. So it's like one of those just simple wrought iron wooden benches. It was under uh, the bench. And I looked there three times. V looked there five times and like, it wasn't there. We looked in the dark. We looked in the daylight. We looked in you know, with a flashlight, without a flashlight, we pulled everything out. And I mean, the keys aren't just keys. They were on a lanyard, like a Amazon, like flex or something like that lanyard. And it's not like it was just a little key. Like it had a heavy lighter on it too. And uh, his mama found it there. She said it was just laying there. I'm like, what do you mean it was just laying there? Because we looked. So I'm not sure if that was paranormal, honestly, but it's just one of those occasions where you know you look so hard for something maybe and it was there the whole time you just didn't see it but when this has happened like repetitively for me this is more like maybe it was holding us back from something going wrong with the car or like you know there was a reason for everything but um as you will maybe hear later in this episode sometimes things disappear and then they just reappear for no reason uh so we'll go ahead and um get started emily do you have anything else you want to say before well we i was go gonna we'll... say i noticed a pattern with you it's like when you work on a case when you clean it cleanse it you do all the stuff you're supposed to then shit hits the fan on your end and not necessarily the client's end and it kind of feels like a haha that's what you get mm-hmm Yep. And mm -hmm. that does happen sometimes. I'll have things, uh, and, but sometimes, but sometimes it's more so on the people around me that mm -hmm. are in my life than me. Sometimes it happens to me, but I have noticed that it happens to like, there is one time and this is, you know, this is real life. This is legit. What we're about to say, like I've helped clear a house and 30 minutes later, my fiance calls me and saying he had like a box of oxyclean busting his face at work so you know and it's been that was a while ago but it's something to keep in mind if you do this type of work like you have to sometimes things happen and there is damage control for that mm -hmm. there is you know things that we can do to um manage that but sometimes things just happen i mean everything's connected and you shouldn't be bothered but when you understand that certain dark things work with certain dark things and they're one and the same 
And then, you know, other things that haven't been crossed over can happen. So, yeah. Faux show. Well, I guess we're going to go ahead and insert this listener story. So, guys, stay tuned. It's uh, just a couple minutes long, so it's not super long. And we'll go ahead and cut back in when it's done. So, um, paranormal-wise, I haven't really had any as, like, in my 30s, I mean, in my 30s, I guess. But I used to have them a lot, like, at home, like, when I was younger at home. Um, I would feel somebody jumping at the end of my bed. I don't know who it was, what it was. Um, but every, like, just about every night, I would feel something jumping at the end of my bed. And then I'd literally have to, like, scare myself to go to sleep. Behind you, look. Um, and I would see, like, you know, um, li- like, black shadows, like, you know, that run across or something, you know. And then I look over and nothing's there. Um, but I felt that per- thing or whatever it was, you know, um, jumping at the end of my bed. I don't know what they wanted from me um i know that my older brother he um he told me he would he would feel like i didn't know this until we were older you know as adults and he told me that he um felt that too and i was just like <laughs> like what in the world i don't know it was just it was, it was just so weird and um and i i mean you know i then i don't know how long it was jumping on my bed for but it was quite a while maybe until like maybe I was like a teenager because you know we've been in that home forever um um I do have like uh what do you call them um um gosh I forgot what they're called they're called um (laughs) or you feel like you're asleep but you're not or half asleep or something like halfway asleep I can't remember um gosh I can't remember but you feel like you're asleep and you feel like there's something on top of you and it won't let you all like let you up like you're kind of awake but you're not and you know you're in that same position in that same room I had I used to have those a lot when I moved to this house um up the street from my parents like a few years ago and um yeah but I don't know about anything else but I'm gonna have to see if I have like you know I thought I'd just share that with you since you did tell me earlier that you know, you'd like for me to share something paranormal-wise or... Hey, don't you run away. Please stay. Stay with me. Alrighty, so that was Dee's experience. So, guys, let us know in the comments what you think about that. Um, it's very interesting. And I do know these people. So I've been kind of, you know, hearing stories about their family and like their heritage and all that kind of stuff. And also too, um, I've basically been channeling and like helping them throughout the way. So Emily, she does not know anything. She knows about my close friend, but not tons of details. Cause I mean, they're all going to kind of be a part of this. I'm just prefacing everything. Um, but basically we're going to focus on Deb, but we got some other things to talk about, but basically she doesn't know anything about, um, any of the other family from the time she channeled in until, uh, we went like in a review last night because we had like a little meeting prior. So I'm going to kind of help her validate what she gets, let her know, like if there's anything that fits, um, 
according to the things that I've picked up over time. And that's kind of how we're going to go uh, with that. And then I have uh, maybe some stories I can share about it too. And then we're going to talk about the type of entity or the being that we saw jumping on the bed. <laughs> All right, Emily, do you want to go ahead and let us know what you got? Mm-hmm. So the information I got during channeling was from, I'm guessing he is some kind of guide and he appeared to me and he has like this indigenous look. He's got the long brown hair. He had like a gold and like aqua e blue headband and dark eyes. And he kind of presented as like a 35 to 43 year old man and yeah, tan skin and yeah. So that's who I was getting all this information from that I channeled. And so the first thing he tells me, because I kind of just opened up about like, because there was so much stuff going on at one time, I kind of made it like, tell me what I need to know that is most important of this case. And the first thing he says is part of the problem will be the part of the solution. So I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. And um, it's interesting because typically when I channel, there's like a direction in which it goes. It'll give me background information, what the entity is or kind of is, and then it'll lead into the cleansing. But it mm -hmm. actually did it backwards because of the importance of the cleansing part first mm -hmm. like that is more important than knowing exactly what the entity is at least yeah. that's how he kind of explained it right so i was like hokai and so i was coming up with like a recipe of what i can make because i want to make incense and i want to make a special incense and so, you know, they were giving me all that stuff before I even knew what I was channeling and I had written it down. I think but, that's um, why you got it. Partially why you got it backwards this time. Yeah. I think that's why it part is part of the reason, too. I think that's a good mm -hmm. part of it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of this stuff that I channeled in has to do with past lives mm -hmm. and descendants and stuff like that so yeah so I'm seeing like this house in the middle of a field with like old people in it <laughs> and then I see like a, a family tree thing and how it is is you have like the main two up at the top and then it branches off and I see like it's like black smoky I don't know, mist or energy or whatever moving down the line and then branching off to each person and then you get to the next generation and do the same thing. And yeah. so I also heard too what happens to one happens to all which would then make sense to what I saw with the family tree thing. Right. 
So can we pause there and talk a little bit about kind of why you're seeing this stuff and yeah. the things that'll be a good place to stop. Um, so I do know, uh, some things I can't elaborate on a lots of things I don't have permission to, but I can say that, um, there's a lot of ancestry, uh, ancestry background and things because they are Guatemalan, which makes them, uh, they are part of the Mayan descent. So they, and they are, uh, as far as they know, they are a hundred percent Guatemalan, uh, like the Mayan, Mayan type of Guatemalan. So they have a rich cultural background. And a lot of times, um, in that culture specifically, not, uh, this family particularly, but um, in uh, the culture, they have different, like, witchcraft is huge. So what Emily's saying, and I can validate, is because I've also picked that kind of up, too, like, describing the family tree and how it's branching down. There is definitely some generational um, issues going on, like generational curses. Um, and that's a big part of things, like, due to people's actions. And there could have been some even, like, things that you know, their uh, ancestors did that caused like a, a stain on that lineage and even caused like things to come into their life. So um, that's definitely, that makes sense is what I'm saying as to why you would see that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. For sure. And you know, now, just going off of that a little bit, one thing I noticed in the whole spirituality like community you get some people that are like, oh, if you're devout to whatever religion, you'll be fine. Nothing happens. However, if you have descendants or past lives that got into some trouble, uh, it can bring it to your current life. And so that statement yeah. isn't necessarily true. Right. Um, so basically, you in certain like Christian backgrounds, some some people that or Christians or whatever, they believe like in generational curses and people being possessed and all that kind of stuff. And then some of them don't, they think that, you know, because they're Christian, they can't be touched by darker things. But for me, if you want to look at it from that perspective, because some people listening may understand it from that perspective, when we talk about generational curses, um, a lot of times I've seen people, um, possessed due to generational curses in that context of like uh, Christianity where they're casting them out, you know, and I see, you see that across a lot of religions though, across the world. So um, it doesn't surprise me that, and they come from the background. It does transition to spirituality from my experience. There's certain people in this field that will not come off the fact that dark things even exist and uh generational ties and curses and stuff are really important because what it is is it's almost it's a it's a repeat of karma and karma you know this is what spirit's telling me right now there probably is another word for this that i'm, I'm not picking up on for whatever reason but um basically generational curses is like karma through the bloodline and it's up to the individual even though it's a different soul this part of the same soul family it's up to that individual to break that uh, generational curse and change like their perception and their ways so that's a little more information too about generational curses as well since we're going to be doing a little educational stuff mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> things people may not know about i know some people do but you know even certain um like pentecostal holiness they believe in stuff like that 
um, Mm -hmm. for those that may be studying that religion to learn more. Because I know I have studied it for sure. Um, What else do you got? I know I can definitely validate that, though. Well, you validated the whole stain thing. Because one of the things I picked up was there's a stain on the family. Someone committed Mm -hmm. some kind of wrongdoing. And it kind of created the problem that we're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's validating then for sure. Um, yep. Because there, there is some things I know about. Again, I can't be completely open with them, but there were things in their background that that could cause that type of uh, repetitive stuff. And it's, it's, it's common. Like this is not an uncommon thing. This is not one in a hundred type things that people deal with right so Mm -hmm. yeah it's just not it's more common than you think um and that's why you 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 commonly will see families i mean yes there are uh mental uh, mental issues and health issues that can be passed down too but there's also spiritual issues Mm -hmm. and one of the words i got was predisposition so you can take that as spiritual or health or both yeah absolutely what else do you got for us So, um, the thing, the last thing I was going to touch upon just based off of what I can and cannot say really, but, um, there's multiple angles in which this needs to be dealt with just because you have past life stuff and then you have bloodline stuff and then you have current stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Um, so part of the generational thing, and Emily was talking about this yesterday when we had our pre-meeting, was the um, how explain how you saw the entity. So, like we can go ahead and kind of move on to the entity um, and the different types of things to to do with that. But explain how you explain to me how you saw the entities um, that's associated with the family, which I personally think has something to do with jumping on the bed. <laughs> yes. So I'm I saw multiple entities. So I'm seeing the black shadowy thing like through the bloodline that's attached to everybody. Um especially the blood relatives. But then I also saw like this trickstery it's not a human but it's trying to pretend it's a human to throw you off. But it I noticed that it was very shadowy but very trickstery and then its face would just keep swapping and changing. It tried to stay male, but when I then focused on the the bed part, it was very similar. Mm-hmm. Without giving that up quite yet, <laughs> but it is like very oh the whole portal thing. So it was like mm-hmm. when I was channeling, I was also astral projecting, and I ended up in this space. And I see this trickster-looking person. He's laughing, like, ha, 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 you're never going to catch me kind of vibe. And he almost had, like, this jestery, like, shape of a hat thing. But that's just a symbol for me saying it's a type of trickster. And so it would jump through the portal. I would follow it and jump through the portal. And then we'd end up in a different time frame. So it was, like, the past and then, you know, I would catch up to him and I'd get really close. He'd turn around, either a laugh or smile at me because we did this for quite a while. And I would follow him again. And again, different time period, different, like, scenery. But again, it's in the past. And we just keep doing this, like, chase game. 
though he did get away but i let him get away because right um yeah you know and it's interesting about that too because things have went missing Mm -hmm. like for them too yeah um and i will say that they have seen a black shadow uh at like with recently uh but i have heard stories of the black shadow and i have been around my best friend and seen black shadow with my own eyes that resembled a family member like an outline like almost like the stature of a family member but um not the exact family member actually i thought it was one of the brothers walking out behind one of the cousins and i mean it was solid pitch black and i mean with my eyes it was still it was getting dark but it wasn't dark outside mm-hmm. it was like after golden hour when the sun has set but there's still light yeah so um i've seen that and you know just within this generation i've uh, heard about it and they have seen it too and mind you um i believe they lit they lived in the same house so it is the same location because um you know, as you heard, this was a while back, like the whole jumping on the bed thing. But um, I do know that the entities and stuff or the, you know, the things we're seeing, I've seen faces, but not, not often, not associated with this. If I've seen faces with this family, it's been past um, relatives, which I know you have something to say about that. Mm-hmm. Um, too don't we don't need to forget about the relatives maybe that come in uh but um i've seen them and stuff but associated with the entity it's all been like dark pitch black or like even i've seen um the energy like energetic anomalies as well being around um her brother which is you know they're they're pretty close to which is my best friend so it validates the whole linkage between mm-hmm. because she also i don't know i can't remember um about the sleep paralysis part but i know she has suffered sleep paralysis uh she used to when she didn't live in the house but she has since uh had sleep paralysis recently too so um do you want to go ahead and maybe talk a little bit about or are you going to talk a little bit about the uh, ancestors uh, that you spoke to or you had any information about so i was going to add like because i saw the three men with what looked like the white thick tape over their mouth mm-hmm. and i think that's part of like the curse end of things and then i heard food and spirit is literally telling me right now that she had sleep paralysis because it's feeding off of her which drained her so bad she couldn't move her body. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then that for the sense. so then um a past father figure did try coming through, or he did pretty much come through. And he was saying how he's trying to right his wrongs now that he's passed and feels as though he's able to accomplish more after death since many of his wrongdoings when he was alive were more of a spiritual related matter. Okay. And that makes sense too. Um, there's definitely um, things that happen with that side of the family that um, all that makes sense. I can validate that for you. I can't really explain too much, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, a hundred percent. And I've had that. I believe you're talking about the dad side. Yep. Right? Okay. And then I've connected with the grandmother on the mom's side. 
and she watches over them too. And I talked to my friend today and told him what you said. So he said that you uh, also could potentially be picking up on the mom side as well for the granddad. Oh, there's a potential. I forgot to tell you that. Um, but you know, it could be, it could be that you picked up on both. I think because I know some. You said a man and a woman, or a man and a man. I'm sorry. I'm trying. Well, to I had the guy that showed him his entire body, and then I had a separate man come through, and then I had an old, older woman come through. Gotcha. That's what I thought. So I think the whole entire body guy, unless it, I'm, a, I've got him flipped. The guy. One of the guys that come through was the grandfather on the mother on the mother's side, and I think you picked up on the father's side grandfather. So it was a couple, yeah, potentially because the potential. grandmother, the one that came through, was the one that was pushing more for the Christianity side. Yeah, that for would them. be mom. Okay, for them to go down that, that route, be, that would be the mom side. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So you got it. You definitely did. Um let's see what else what else what else oh yeah so i've i've picked that up about the grandmother i think that's all i have to add uh to validate mm -hmm. that for you that she's kind of watching over them and there is a young child in the house too um so that's another reason like there's some things we're going to do off camera and talk to them talk to them and i mean my best friend he knows all about everything that i do so he already kind of knows what's going on and they know what they kind of need to do but we're going to get a plan together for them anybody that's wondering you know, and give them the option, you know, to do certain things, you know, and they come from that Christian background. Um, but none of the children have chose that path to my knowledge. Um, it's not that they don't believe or anything, but they didn't go like, you know, how they were completely raised, but it wasn't always a part of their life. So, and, you know, um, I just find that interesting too, because sometimes every once in a while, one of the children will kind of slide into that, but they, they're closer to spirituality, I think, mm -hmm. than Christianity. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything else that you want to share before we move on to, I guess we could say, what we felt like was jumping on the bed? That's all I've got for that. Okay. Um, so we've had this story for a little while, and uh, we've been planning on doing it for a little while, but... Um, basically it took me a while to see what it was and the reason that that is is because these people are close to me so if you notice i haven't been putting in too much into this episode because uh when the closer you are to somebody you can read for them you can like you know do stuff for them but when it comes to certain things it is harder to see because i read for i read for them all the time but Sometimes we have uh, blind spots because we're extremely emotionally invested into an individual. It's like reading your fiance or something, you know, mm -hmm. so, or your, your sister, even though I can, it's, it, they're so intertwined in my life that spirit won't tell you everything or do everything because there's lessons and things to learn and grow from. And you're not meant to know everything because sometimes it might have something to do with individual. It's like a soul tie basically. Mm -hmm. Um, so it took me a while and to, to really see through, mm -hmm. but I know one other time before I finally, like, I got it. It's like spirit just turned it on for me this week. And I validated this with, uh, mech, but I don't know, should I go first or should you? Now I don't know. I think <laughs> I should go since you know it. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Right, excited. 
So, <laughs> again, I was seeing a humanoid. I'm going to say genderless, shadowy, trickster thing. I'm going to go and say more. It's a thought form because mm-hmm. of the the countless changing of the faces and how it didn't just pick one and it went both genders. Um, And I also think part of the faces have to do with, like, the past lives and the past energies and the past descendants and all the energy collected from that and so it would just keep going and um it was attracted to the energy of the family as a whole just because of their descendants and past lives and it's kind of one of those things where in their present life it's not they can't do much about it other than stay aware but also keep themselves in check and make sure you know they don't go down any like paths that could get them into trouble or mess up their health in any way that would make them easier targets for these entities right exactly exactly um anything else um and plus she was a child so you know you you'll have children that will be more affected because you know they're younger their lights are brighter and plus her light was already bright because of her you know where she was descended from mm-hmm. certain cultures exactly exactly um so pretty much <clears throat> between the information emily and i got you can validate most of it uh most of some of it's a little different but i think it's because i can't all i can't see into it um and i preface that by saying like when i see this thing it's not it's, it's a little boy and that's what I saw, even though I felt something uh, behind it, it was a little boy. And he was about, let's say, the age of 9 to 12, depending. And behind him, while he's like, <laughs> jumping on the bed, like he's just having a blast. He's like, I mean, this thing is like, I say thing because, but we'll just say this, a little boy. It's like his knees are almost touching his, you know, chin. He's jumping up and jumping around and just a little, little, little. And then the mom, I thought, maybe, uh, but she looks older, actually. And I had to kind of reevaluate this. There was just somebody standing right behind him going, just like mm-hmm. stone cold. And she's just emotionless, almost like I've seen fractured pieces before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think that it is definitely something darker behind it. There are multiple entities, but this particularly is like a fractured piece that has been captured. Yeah, because I see this, and when I see this, I see puppetry. Yeah, it's been captured by something darker because this entity is evading. And it's not just evading as in like jumping through the portals, that's one thing but evading as in like information it will constantly shift like she's saying and i definitely can validate that because i've i've dealt with it now for like five years like and it's not just one thing it's a it's an energy and the more that i learn the more i realize that it's not always just one individual thing it's like a energy it's a it's spiritual warfare they work together because this is a a great example of how a family a normal family can have spiritual warfare Mm -hmm. and you know 
Um, I, I definitely feel thought for me, but there is something ancient behind it as part of it. I mean, if you want to call that evil, like demonic and stuff, you could particularly, but I don't, I don't think it's like super demonic. You know what I'm feeling? It's like of that time back when they were doing their Mayan stuff, it's like whatever they were worshiping back then, that's like the main figurehead behind it. Well, there's so much that but would be they're, extremely hard because there's so many because they're yeah. they're polytheistic. Mm-hmm. So they have um, they have tons and for different things. So um, I can't pronounce it, but it's a u a puck, and they're going to solder me, solder me in the comments. I don't know it, <laughs> but it's like a h, and then there's a space p u c h. And that is like this, the figure of death, but there's more and there's so much more to that culture. Like I would love to, excuse me, get into one day, but there's something intertwined in all this because it is like spiritual. Some people would call it like demonic, demonic, you know, honestly, and, and this is, this is an opinion that I'm continuing to develop as I go because I'm, you know, I'm not completely open right now, but I'm definitely somewhat open and it's almost like the thought forms are produced by like how you're talking about. It's like a farm. So it's able to manipulate. Oh, thank you, spirit. This is epiphany. It's able to manipulate the darker thing behind it is able to do things in a person's life to make them create the thought forms and the thought forms are unmanageable. So they continue to grow. It's like growing an army almost against the family. It's an army, spirit saying, an army of darkness. That's why they're all black. Yep. And it's like the army thing because it splits through each family member and then it just keeps multiplying. It's like Hydra and Hercules, you cut one head off and then you get five more heads. Right. It's like it's ready. Now, does that mean it, you know, and... There's a way to get rid of it and defeat it, but it comes with changing certain aspects of your life and understanding your, you know, your bloodline and what karmatic debts might be on that. You know, some people don't like talking about this, but it's, from my experience, it's definitely um, real. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, for a while I was focused on past lives because spirit was trying to get me used to it. Because it is important to be able to see that stuff and to understand where there could be some karma issues, some trauma issues, some debts that need fixed. And I'm working on clearing that. So when you have families like the one we're dealing with, if we can cut and heal all that stuff, it'll minimize the damage. It's all about the origin, guys the origin and as far as like mastermind behind it it's giving it's not giving like the demons that we know of it's giving like deity like but on the darker end of the spectrum but not demon yeah 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 demon's not the right word but it is it is it is darkness i mean yeah people have to understand there's so many levels and layers and stuff to it there is something that is part of their culture that um 
has you know has to do with stuff because I'm going to be honest with you I've even done candle work on this thing and it's effective but and it could have something to do with where everybody's on a different playing field you know you know why you know why because it's not of the culture and that's what I'm yeah basically right because it's not part um, of the problem is the solution that's what they said I wrote that down and I'm I'm that's what I said Go yesterday. Ahead. Part of I the, know, but keep going. That with was it. literally the first thing that spirit guide guide guy told me was in order to combat this thing, the solution is also part of the problem. And okay, so tell me why. Because why. because they're telling me like certain ingredients that I need to put into this mixture I'm formulating for him and then um a lot of it comes from the cultures. So Copal, it's one of the main. Yeah, yeah, that's what I. Okay, I thought we were on the same page. Major ingredients, I, told, and then the yeah. ayahuasca ingredients. And no, we're not gonna have them drink it. But you can actually burn those ingredients, and you can thank that spirit guide guy who told me that. But he was yeah. like, part of the solution is part of the problem. You got to use what they've used in order to fight it because our typical stuff like the candle work um ankle work well the candle work and stuff could work with the right ingredients yeah but at the same time i thought the reason i was keep asking why is because i thought you meant like witchcraft with witchcraft oh well yeah because that's you kept saying it and i was like tell me why because i didn't yeah. know where you were going plus for well the listener you know your standard candle if you just do a white candle a lot of it isn't even like the physical item itself and mm-hmm. it's more of the intention and how you fight metaphysically and you just use the candle as kind of like a mm-hmm. placeholder but it's you also have to flip sorry you also have to flip your mindset and your mind frame. So yes, it's like fighting the using witchcraft to fight witchcraft or fighting right. um, a ritual with a ritual or a similar ritual. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Because I just wanted to see which direction you were going to go with that because I figured I'm too close <clears throat> First of all, it's not that I'm too close to help, but like the emotional involvement, maybe that was messing with my intuition. Then I was like, mm, doubtful because I've been able to do it before. Mm-hmm. But another thing is, you know, um, some of the family still lives in the same house. So you have different free wills combating each other. I also thought that too. I <clears throat> I think the term, because I went ahead and you probably can't see it, but I went ahead and when you said that, I wanted to write that down mm-hmm. and see and and talk about that to kind of wrap everything up and kind of come back to that um part of the problem will be the solution well there's things that we can't necessarily talk about but we can say that part of the problem to the would be the solution well part of the problem roots back to the origin of ancestors making the same mistakes creating that karmatic stain that keeps getting passed down so it would be part of the problem will be the solution. Well, that was part of the problem, but the solution would be to cut those mistakes. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to. Yeah. Kind of but also that. remember what I said, what happens to one will happen to all. 
Well, you well, gotta, yeah. you gotta, when you, when we do the cleansing, we somehow got to do, I know it's not going to, they're not going to agree to it, but if we could get it to where we do them all at the same time, because what happens to one will happen to all, mm-hmm. even though it sounds like you can just do it for one, but I feel like we have to do it all at the same time for them. It won't ever happen. I know. It won't ever happen because, you know, we can't, some people don't want to be a part of it. But I do believe that a person can protect them. It's still, it's like, what happens to one will happen to all. But also, too, I think from a perspective of, like, I literally, what's interesting, y'all, I'm talking to the audience uh, specifically on this, is the day that me and Emily talked about this, it was either the day of or the night before, me and my friend were hanging out, and I said, you know what's so interesting? All of uh, all of the children, like, of the, the Christian mom and dad, like I said, none of them went into the church all of them have experienced similar like life issues and all of them have um like for example you know they don't settle down you know they want they have you know long-term relationships are not really their thing and that could be it's interesting because they come from a mom and dad that that are still together so normally in like a normal family unit when that happens the probability of that you know what i'm saying yeah because they say when you come from a family with divorced parents the rate of divorce when you get married is going to be much higher than if your parents were together yeah it's statistics and probability Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know it's like um but yeah uh, i just thought that would be interesting to kind of go over um before Mm -hmm. we ended the video and I mean, maybe, um, you know, we're all about learning and experiences and stuff like that. If y'all picked up anything intuitive, uh, let us know in the comments, too. Mm-hmm. If y'all got anything uh, from what we said, if you have any ideas or anything, feel free to get involved. Word. Word. But, yeah, do you have anything else you want to add? Uh, again, just so everybody knows, like, we're... Uh, working with who we can in the family and you know because not everybody's going to be uh, on board it's really hard because I mean everybody's grown now they're yeah. all grown you know and one of them has a child you know and mainly my my biggest thing is luckily you know I'm around and I can help them through this and Emily has some things in mind and uh, we're going you know to help them any way that we can we want to make sure y'all know that yep and I just want to say thank you D for our submitting your story and we hope that y'all maybe learned something new from this or had a nice little refresher and again get involved in the comments below also if you don't mind uh, if you're listening on uh youtube please like subscribe it really helps us out and pushes us out into the algorithm emily do you have anything else you want to add um i was curious too like if there was one main person that we could do it for that would affect the, all of them at the same time. But I don't know if that would be, if that would work. It Free will involved. Yeah. Like, you know, that's, working on a family is hard. Yeah. Working on family is a hard thing to do because you don't necessarily have to get everybody involved to clear something out bad. If it's hurting somebody, it can go. Mm-hmm. But if you have things that bring stuff back, it might not be the same thing. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have somebody constantly filtering in something back. But when a person takes that intention and the stance on protecting themselves from things, 
that's when it will work. But does it make them completely out of scope once it's cleared? No, it doesn't. But that is something to understand Mm -hmm. for sure. That's something to understand when it comes to living with people and having, you know, uh, different things, because it wouldn't matter what type of paranormal. Well, I mean, maybe you could have, there's certain things, but it wouldn't matter what type of paranormal activity that mm-hmm. it was it would still be the same no matter the family unit thank you guys so much for watching you guys are awesome sauce and uh hope you guys had an awesome new year's so yep happy belated new year lots well, to look forward to in 2024 super excited mm-hmm. and yeah we can't wait to bring you guys more content so until next time peace out peace out Hey, if you have a haunted story you want to share, you can email us at lights at midnight podcast at gmail.com. Get in touch with us there. We'd love to hear from you. We really appreciate y'all hanging around and checking it out. And yeah, thank you so much. We are super excited to bring you some super awesome content. We really appreciate you guys checking us out. Thank you to all that took the time to listen to this week's episode. Your support means the world to us. And remember, all of us have the ability to shine brightly and shed positivity, even in the darkest of places. Stay safe, stay well, and light it up!